this one. <laughs> Okay, if you have a Bible with you, uh, then we'll open our Bible into John chapter 1, verse 29. And uh, the next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him, and he said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. In verse 32, John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove and remained on him. I did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said, Upon who you see the Spirit descending and remaining, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist was called to prepare the way for Jesus Christ. John the Baptist preached that the kingdom of heaven was near. That people could experience the blessing of God. But they needed to repent or change. And uh, on this particular day, as John was baptizing, he saw Jesus Christ come. When Jesus was baptized, the heavens opened up. The Spirit of God came upon him. He was baptized in the Holy Spirit. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit. When the Bible uses the word anointing, it's referring to the Holy Spirit and His work in someone's life. In the Bible, when people were called to a special work by God, they were smeared with oil, they were anointed with oil, and the Spirit of God helped them to do the work they were called to do. What they were called to do could not be done naturally. They needed the Holy Spirit to help them. They needed the Holy Spirit. Now, on this particular day, Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit to begin to do the work of ministry that we were reading about tonight. Preaching the gospel. Healing the brokenhearted, setting the captives free. Jesus was anointed for these things. In other words, the Holy Spirit came upon him to enable him to do this. What you saw happening tonight was the Holy Spirit touching people's lives. The Spirit of God coming upon people, speaking to people. Setting people free. It's the same Holy Spirit that came upon Jesus. And John spoke two things about Jesus. He identified two things. He said, first of all, Jesus is the Lamb of God. Now, that doesn't mean anything to us. Because we don't have a Hebrew background. But to the Hebrews, this was extremely meaningful. They knew that 1,500 years before, Moses was instructed by God that a lamb should be offered for every family. A spotless lamb. 
and the blood shed on the doors of the house. And that night, when the destroying angel went through Egypt, wherever the blood of the lamb had been smeared, the people were spared the destroying angel. And that night, the people of God left Egypt. They were set free. This was celebrated every year. So when John said, This is the Lamb of God, he was announcing all those sacrifices are no longer necessary. This is the one who will lay down his life for every person's sins to be forgiven. Sin separates us from God. It leaves us with no spiritual power. It leaves us open to evil spirits to attack. So what God John was saying is this. Jesus is God's choice. He will lay down his life on the cross. He will shed his blood for us. He is the Lamb of God. He was always God's Lamb. Everything else was just a lead up to it. He was prophesied of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But he said a second thing about Jesus. He said, He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. He will baptize you or immerse you in the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we focus on the Lamb of God, on Jesus dying for our sins. But God wants your sins removed so you can be filled with His Spirit. He does not want us to be focused on our sins and failures. He wants us to be free of sins and failures. To know we're loved and accepted. Because he wants us to be baptized in the Spirit. To be immersed in a realm of powerful living. He wants you to live a different life. A life filled with God. A life that impacts the community. He wants to empower you to get victory over the devil, <coughs> over temptation. So Jesus said, uh, sorry, John said, Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. We're going to have a look shortly at what that meant. And we're going to look at how this experience is for you and for me. First, we receive Jesus as our Savior. He is God's Lamb, God's sacrifice for sins. But God wants you empowered. He wants you anointed. His plan is every believer anointed. I say, well, I'm not a very important person. Maybe not, but God, in God's eyes, you are important. Every person here tonight, God has a purpose for your life. He wants your life to have influence. He wants you to be able to represent him to the community. Not just talk about Jesus, but demonstrate a life that has joy and peace in the presence of God. So Jesus was anointed or baptized in the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, it says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. So being anointed or baptized in the Holy Spirit, 
isn't God intends that you have power in your life. We will talk about this over the next couple of days. Tonight, you saw a little of the power of God touching people. This is not just for special people. This is God's desire for you. If you say it's only for special people, then you hinder or limit what God can do in your life. Every one of you knows many, many people. People that I will never get to speak to. People I will never have a chance to meet. But you will meet them. And God wants to use you to impact their lives. Not the same as I do. But in your own way and with your own giftings. Whether you be an accountant or a teacher. Whatever part of the community you work. God is able to work through you to touch lives. When I was a begin beginning as a teacher and a very young Christian. God gave me ability in the classroom to impact young lives. He showed me how to pray. The Holy Spirit taught me. And we saw many, many young people touched in that year. The Bible says Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit. And he went about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil. So the anointing of the Holy Spirit is an empowering to help people. It's an empowering to minister to people. It's an empowering to set people free of spirits. It's an empowering to minister to them the life of God. God's desire is every believer be able to do this. So Jesus demonstrated what a person filled with the Holy Spirit could do. At the end of Jesus' ministry, he made a promise of the Holy Spirit. We read in John chapter 14. We read this this morning. And Jesus said in verse 16, I will pray the Father, he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth. John 14, verse 16. So Jesus made a promise before he left to go to heaven that he would not abandon his followers. But he said, I will send the Holy Spirit to you. He said, all the miracles you've seen, the Holy Spirit did these. He said, you've seen the power of God work through me, it's the Holy Spirit who has done it. And he said, if I go to be with the Father, I will send the Holy Spirit to you. I will not leave you alone. But my Spirit will come to live within you. You will carry the presence of God everywhere you go. If we read in John chapter 20, we're going to find the first of two different experiences the disciples had. In John chapter 20, and verse 21 and 22. 21 and 22. And Jesus said to them, Peace to you, as the Father sent me, I also send you. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus has died on the cross. He has risen from the dead. And he's now speaking to his disciples before he goes to heaven. <laughs> and the Bible says he breathed on them. In the same way that God breathed into Adam. 
He released his spirit into them. He spoke the words, receive the Holy Spirit. And at that moment, the disciples were born again. The Spirit of God came to live within them. God's Spirit was now within them. They were born again. They would join one Spirit to the Lord. When you become a Christian, when you pray and receive Christ as your Savior, and begin the journey of following Him, He breathes His Spirit into you. You change on the inside. Your spirit now comes alive. You have the ability to respond to God, to hear God. You are born again. The spirit of God within you gives witness you are a child of God. You have been born into the family of God. Made welcome. Accepted, uh, uh, you are a child of God. You're like a little baby, a newborn baby. God doesn't want us to stay a newborn baby. Jesus wanted his disciples to know there was something more for them. And so he spoke to them in Acts chapter 1, verse 4. They were, he was assembled together with them. He commanded them, don't leave Jerusalem. Wait for the promise of the Father, which I told you about. For John baptized you in water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit soon. Then he explains it in verse 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and then you'll be witnesses to me. So Jesus has breathed his life into them. They are born again believers. He's now saying, I want to send you out into the world. As the Father sent me to bring good news of the kingdom of God, now I want to send you. Jesus had in mind a great harvest in every nation. But he said, wait. Now, people don't like to wait. We want to just do something straight away. And uh, he said, cannot. <laughs> wait until you receive the Holy Spirit. He said, there is something else I want to give you. I want to pour my Spirit out on you. I want to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Then you'll have power. Can, can. Can do the God, can share, can witness. He said, without the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll work hard, but you won't get the results. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, it'll be a lot of effort, but you won't see much fruit for you later. He said, you're going to go into cultures where people are held by idols and evil spirits. You're going to go to cultures where people are afraid of evil spirits. He said you go to cultures where they bow down and worship idols and they fear the evil spirits. So he said you will need power. You will need the power of my spirit to overcome the evil spirits and you have effective ministry. You will need my power working and flowing through you. He's saying, wait, don't start until the power of God has come on you. He said, you shall be baptized in the Spirit. The word baptized means to be immersed into. In other words, what he's saying is this. He's saying, my Holy Spirit will come on you and you will enter into and experience something different. 
You will have an entrance experience into the whole realm of the supernatural. The baptism of the Spirit is just the entrance way. It's like a gateway to go through. Then there's much to learn. There's a wonderful realm of the Spirit to learn. There are many, many things to learn about the realm of the Spirit. Interacting with heaven. He sent us an amazing supernatural dimension. But before you can experience it and bring it to others, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So he said, you need to be immersed into this realm. So we find they waited and they prayed. You and I can read the Bible and find what happened. what was going to happen. They were waiting, believing that something unbelievable or unusual was about to happen to them. They no idea what it would look like. They had no idea what would happen. And they were actually very frightened people. You see, it's easy for you to read it and not understand what they must have been facing. Jerusalem was the place Jesus was killed. The people who lived in Jerusalem who killed Jesus were still there. Jesus is warning them to start his church. Now, if you were one of his followers, you would be thinking something like this. Can we start somewhere else? This place is a bit hard. You know, Jesus, they actually crucified you here. We're not keen on that. We're pretty scared of these people. Uh, could we start in a little village somewhere over in Malaysia, maybe Johor uh, Bahru? <laughs> we, we, we go somewhere a little bit easier where they have nice food. And Jesus said, no, wait in Jerusalem. Wait till the power of God comes on you because there will be a boldness coming your life. He said, I don't want you to run away from Jerusalem. I want you to stand up in the same place they crucified me and declare I'm risen. I want you to face your worst fears and overcome them. I don't want you to run away and hide somewhere. I want you to be unashamedly bold. Cannot, cannot. He said, can't, can't wait. Wait till the Holy Ghost comes on. And so they waited and they prayed. And not everyone stayed. The Bible says he appeared to 500. Pentecost, only 120 were there. And we read in Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had come, and they were gathered in one place, they had been praying for about 10 days. This day was a different day. This day, the Holy Spirit was poured out. This day, the church began. It began with people praying for power. Praying for the Holy Spirit to come on their lives. They didn't know what it meant, but they were seeking God. Sometimes, people don't seek God like that. Said, oh, I don't know, God, maybe this is not for me, I don't know. They were not like that. They were praying, God, oh, God, we need your power. How can we preach in the city without the power of God? It's too much. Already once we all ran away. Even Peter ran away from a woman. You one of them, he runs away. Now he say, you've got to stay here and preach. Thinking, no, no, help. 
before you become a Christian. Long before you become a Christian. And all the people heard the noise of them praying. They kept saying, hey, what's going on? And so some of them looked. All be drinking wine. They're all drunk. Look at that, they're all drunk. Shouting, rambling. Oh, yeah, oh, 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 oh. You didn't understand what was happening. And Peter said, no, they're not drunk. It was only early in the morning. Yeah, we don't start drinking this early in the morning. He said, this is the new wine of the Spirit. This is what Joel prophesied. I will pour my spirit out on all flesh. Uh, and as she closed her eyes, she fell asleep. And God gave her a dream. And in the dream, she went up into heaven. And she saw many things in heaven. And she said, what she saw was like a ladder that went through the roof. And the voice said, climb the ladder. She had never read in the Bible about Jacob's ladder. And then the Lord began to show her heaven. And she began to tell us many of the things she saw. The angels the Woman,读圣经,是吧?他没有读过这些圣经里的事。saw people in heaven. She saw uh, the two children we had who were miscarried, and she saw both of them. She experienced the supernatural realm. When you read through the New Testament, you find whenever people got baptized in the Spirit, their lives were changed. And it wasn't just once, they kept getting filled with the Holy Spirit. They kept praying. They kept reaching out to God to fill with In Acts chapter 10, verse 44, Peter has been told by the Spirit of God to go visit the Gentiles. Now, Peter has a mindset. He has a Jewish mindset. That means he's got a fixed way of thinking. Stubborn love. And he thinks God is only interested in Jews. Peter 
那么彼得说：“哎呦，现在这样，我们要呃给他施洗了。”在使徒行传十个十九章第六节啊，保呃保罗去在这地方，他们就问那些信呃信徒，呃，受圣灵的，他们说我我们不去分解，他就按手，他们就领受圣灵了，啊也讲方言了，那么也在圣灵里运行。彼得也是这样说。This promise is for you, 这预言是给你的，你的孩子，还有远方信主的人。The baptism of the Spirit is the first experience of coming into the realm of the supernatural. 那么圣灵的浸就是让你呃能够开始进入这超自然的领域。Experiencing the life and power of God. 经历神的能力和圣灵，还一不断的成长。We grow into these things. 那么我们在这些事上不断的成长。We learn how to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. 我们学习怎么在超自然的领域来操作。怎么样？怎么样？呃，为呃生病的人祷告，怎么去服侍人？神要你学习这些。神要你经历这些。So that raises the question: How can I experience? 那么我怎么样能够经历到圣灵的浸？我怎么样好像新约所说的领受这圣灵的浸？在呃路加福音十一章，呃耶稣说你向圣灵向上帝求圣灵，他就给你圣灵。那么如果孩子向爸爸说给我面包，他会给他石头吗？不会。当然，你的天父会给你圣灵的。那你要求圣灵，神不会给你石头。当然，他会给你圣灵的恩膏。我们怎么样领受圣灵的恩膏？我要给你一些简单的步骤。在马可福音十一章二十四节。三十四节。I'll quote the verse. And then I'll explain what it means. 那么我就要给你解释。Mark eleven twenty four. 呃，马可福音十一章。Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. 你祈求什么？你祷告，你相信，你就得着。So the first thing you notice is Jesus says, "What you desire." 那么第一件事就是你要祈求什么 ？If you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. 如果你要圣灵的浸，你需要，你需要。你要。神要你有这个饥渴慕义的心。神要你有这个饥渴慕义的心。神要你有这个饥渴慕义的心。神要你有这个饥渴慕义的心。神要你有这个饥渴慕义的心。神要你有这个饥渴慕义的心。神要你有这个饥渴慕义的心。神要你有这个饥渴慕义的心。神要你有这个饥渴慕义的心。神要你有这个饥渴慕义的心。神要你有这个饥渴慕义的心。神呃，来到来耶稣的时候，耶稣说你要什么？那个呃，瞎子啊，他来到耶稣的时候，哎，我就问，哎，耶稣说你要什么？哎呦，我要我的眼睛哦。就是你相信啊，这样就给你得着了。就耶稣问你要什么？你生病，你要不要得医治 ？In other words, I must decide. That I want the Holy Ghost. 那么我要决定，我是否要圣灵？ I want the gifts of God. 是要圣呃神的恩赐吗？ I must desire the things of God. 我要追求神的。I must desire to be filled with the Spirit. 我要追求呃圣灵的浸。That's the first step to receive. 这个是领袖圣灵的浸的第一步。The first step is desire. 就是你渴慕。Things you desire, you will pursue. 你渴慕，你就要去追求。Now listen, this is what some people say. 有些人这样说。Well, if God wants me to have it, then I will have. 如果神要我有，我就有了，自动会有了。And if He doesn't want me to have it, then I will have. 如果他不要我有，我就没有了。That is silly thinking. 这个是很奇怪的想法。It's foolish thinking. 是很傻的。If you were to go to McDonald's. 如果你去麦当劳。And suppose Kelly goes to McDonald's. 啊，朱长老也去麦当劳。And he comes to the front. 他就来到前面。He's the front of the queue. Very spiritual man. He is very spiritual. And the man says, "Hey, what do you want?" That person says, "What do you want?" And he says, "Oh, 
Whatever you want me to have, I don't have that. You don't want me to have, I don't have. Hey, you get to the back of the queue. You'll be the last man. You don't know what you want either. You go down the back of the queue, be the last man till you know what you want. You come to the front, then you know what you want. That's what would happen. Ah,这就是这样。Yeah, Prayer is asking God for things. I must believe God will give it to me. Belief is a hard thing. I must believe in my heart. God wants me to have this. He wants me to witness in the community. I need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. He the sick. I need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. He wants me to be a powerful witness. I need the baptism. He wants me Today，今天就给我。Tomorrow，maybe I need to open my heart to receive. Let's make a row across the front here. That's the way. 
on the Spirit, you can come around and stand behind the other ones and this is what we will do. I will lead you in a prayer. You speak the prayer. And then at the end of the prayer, one act of faith. We breathe in and receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And we'll all begin to speak together and worship Jesus. Don't you love Jesus tonight? He loves you. He loves you. You are special to him. You are special to him. He wants you to have the spirit. He'll give it to you. I want you just to close your eyes. Don't look at anyone else. Close your eyes. Now I will lead you in a prayer. And this time I want us all to pray strongly. Okay, I'll lead you in the prayer. This is the prayer to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Pray the prayer. Take a deep breath in. Receive the Holy Spirit. And then we all speak in tongues. And we'll all speak loudly and strongly. Are we ready now? Okay, follow me in this prayer. Jesus, I come to you tonight. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to speak in tongues. I reach out to you now. I receive the baptism in the Spirit. I receive the gift of tongues. I thank you, Lord, for filling me now. I receive it now. In Jesus' name. Okay, deep breath in. Receive the Holy Ghost. Now let's pray in tongues.
Okay, just stop for a moment. Wonderful. So many of you feel with the Spirit beginning to speak in tongues. Let's continue to do that now. Let's continue to pray together. We'll come around and lay hands on you and bless you. But you don't need to wait till we come to speak in tongues. Come on, let's all keep praying right now. Just to work with me Let's give the Lord a clap and thank Him tonight.